Hello there, this is Daniel Hodge, and I play Darth Malak and Kendris in Unreal Cinema's Knights of the Old Republic series. This is the Old Republic Podcast. Be sure to check out their Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Podcast. This is the Old Republic Podcast. Spoiler warning for the Knights of the Old Republic series, Star Wars, The Old Republic, and all other media. This is where the fun begins. Hello there, everyone. We're like approaching the end of 2021. By the time this is released, it'll probably be 2022 and probably something horrifying will have already happened you know but um hopefully we're we're starting well yeah so i'm trying to be optimistic but like just in case like maybe something happened you know like either way we have to live in it but like we will cover our bases here bases are covered they're loaded and yeah i'm just a very big baseball fan uh go socks you know but uh today we are joined by schrader and we're so excited because he's an awesome animator and he just has like so much talent and like he he's been involved in like so many great animated films so can you kind of introduce yourself to everyone like kind of what you do yeah sure hi uh my name is uh michael schrader uh i uh i'm an animator i work for sony animation uh i've been there for uh, almost, uh, going on four or five years now. Uh, my, my first movie was the emoji movie. Uh, so I've been there since, uh, 2017. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I've, I've been able to help out with, uh, a couple hotel Transylvania movies. Um, we had, uh, the, the star, uh, like an animated nativity movie with just oh. a ton of celebrities, uh, which was uh, really fun to work on. Um, and uh, yeah, and I think the 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 highlight of my career so far has been uh, working on Spider-Verse for sure. Um, and uh, coming soon to theaters, uh, Spider-Verse 2, uh, uh, Spider-Verse into the across across the spider verse part one it's oh. a it's a long title Spider-verse wow. across across the spider verse yeah awesome kind of reminds me of uh the beatles song like across the universe so. <laughs> yes yeah. that yeah. also yeah we uh i pitched a couple versions of the logo with the strawberry but they didn't they didn't like that one oh. it could have mm-hmm. been like spider strawberry or something like there's one world where <laughs> Uh, sure everyone's a strawberry, strawberry got you have bitten to bitten by a spider you know so. <laughs> bitten by a radioactive uh, strawberry absolutely yeah <laughs> but um so so you're an animator like how did you get into animation like how did you decide that was what you wanted to do so uh it was it was probably sometime in high school um uh i would you know lazy lazy afternoon start watching a bunch of pixar movies they always had like deleted scenes or or easter eggs in the background of the dvds 
mm-hmm. and I, on Monsters Inc., uh, they were they were going through kind of the breakdown process of just like what is one shot like what is what is Pixar's uh, pipeline like how do they go from an idea to the finished product and they're like wow look at all this you know hair simulation on the big hairy monster like this is four million pieces of hair on this on Sully and it's like okay I have no idea what these guys are talking about like this computer simulation stuff makes zero sense and then as they like kind of devolved the process of like here's the end product let's take a step backwards it got to storyboarding which was like essentially like a sharpie on a post-it note and it's like okay this makes sense (laughs) like i i understand uh uh the process i understand the a little bit of this technique so i really got into it in high school um and uh then i um, uh, after, after, after graduating high school, I applied to my college. I, I went to Brigham Young University out in Provo, Utah, and, um, I applied to the animation program and did not get in cause my stuff was terrible. Um, and, um, I, I just worked my butt off and I, I filled up a bunch of sketchbooks and, and eventually I got into the program and, and had a great time there. I learned a ton um, and uh, made a bunch of connections that ended up uh, getting, me, getting me where I am today. Um, so yeah, uh, since, since high school, I've been interested in being an animator and I've been in the industry since, uh, since I graduated basically in uh, 2017. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, very cool. Very cool. You you mentioned Monsters, Inc. Like, were there other, like, films growing up that you're like, I, I want to kind of, like, you were inspired by or uh, you were like, I want to do something like that in the future? I think as a, as a kid, animation, animated movies, Disney movies, Pixar movies were just kind of, like, the standard movie. Like, I think they, they mm-hmm. were... They just kind of blended into my childhood seamlessly. And so it, it, I can't really like pick out one. It's like, oh, I love Don Bluth's an- animation style. And I and I love uh, John Lasseter's storytelling. It's just like, oh, animation has just always been there. And yeah. only and, and a lot more recently have I been able to like pick apart like why I like things and, and what I'm interested in. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, Monsters Inc., uh, Finding Nemo, uh, what else? Um, even a, a Bug's Life. I, I, Shrek, obviously. Can't forget. Oh yeah. Can't forget the big, the big man. Um, even, even dinosaurs. There was a Disney like dinosaur movie. Mm-hmm. It was like their version of Land Before Time, and yeah. it was so wild, but. Honestly, it was just a lot of marketing for it. <laughs> there was like a lot of like cereals and the uh, toys. Uh, video games and toys. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's a soft spot in my heart for uh, weird animated dinosaur movies for sure. Yeah. I think there should be more weird animated dinosaur movies. Like... <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was going to say like Ice Age as well, but then I realized like, oh wait, there's a whole Ice Age like, you know, series. So that just shows like, I forgot about those. But, yeah, P- yeah, Pixar did that one with the, uh, um, the I'm Good Dinosaur. Complete... The, the Good, good dinosaur, dinosaur, yeah. Yeah, uh, which yeah. I think was a, 
was a flop in theaters, but it was yeah. real pretty. So that was nice. It was beautiful. Um, and yeah, so I guess I f- kind of fall more under the writer kind of side of creative. So, but like mm-hmm. for animated movies, like I always love like uh, the Sleeping Beauty, the the mm. Disney version. Like just I like I'm like for me like that's like peak animation, you know. So like yeah, there's always sure, something yeah. to learn. So some of my favorite, uh, like now that I'm I'm trying to like diagnose style a little bit better, there was mm-hmm. um, this kind of the the film industry is always trying to take shortcuts to save money so that they can make money, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Sure. And there was there was uh, they had this idea of like, oh, what if we just cut out inking entirely? Like, can we? Is it possible to just go straight from pencils to color? Um, and so they had this um, uh, kind of like Xerox style um, where they would just scan pencils and, and color color in uh, uh, pencils. You can and, and so it would uh, have this like really rough edge to it, uh, like in uh, a lot of Winnie the Pooh um, movies or even um, a little bit in uh, 101 Dalmatians. Um, oh, okay. They're just like some. Uh, in in some frames, you can even still see like the um, the guidelines, like the underdrawing. Um, so in in Winnie the Pooh, it just looks like a seam on his belly, but it's really <laughs> it, it's off model. It's it's the underdrawing that you're really not supposed to see. But the way that they just like quick xeroxed it to try and save a buck, you you get like these really faint um, uh, outlines. Also in uh, Robin Hood, there's a couple there's a couple frames in Robin Hood. It kind of reminds me of Paper Man, you know. Uh, that, oh yeah, Paper Man short was great. Film. I loved yes. it, like and the music, and it was kind of funny when I saw Free Guy because I was like, "This is Christoph Beck's Paper Man theme," and then I was like, "Oh, I guess he's copying himself, saving time." But I was like, "Because I was like, I've heard this song before, you know." But I, That's I love funny. Paper I didn't Man. know that. But yeah, Paper Man. I like how it kind of merged cgi with with animation but like i think for then it was kind of expensive uh so that's why it was Mm -hmm. just a short film but i love that style and love the story and everything in that so yeah it's always fun to see like because with shorts you can be a little more experimental right like you you are not forcing an audience to watch a whole hour hour and a half of of whatever this fun experiment's going to be yeah. Um, so yeah, pa- Paper Man was a big one. Um, there was one about like a, a little blue umbrella where they were like really pushing realism uh, in a new way, mm. and I, that was pretty groundbreaking when that one came out. Uh, yeah. They had, like a whole new render engine that they were trying to test out, and anyway, yeah, those those shorts are love them. Love love shorts. Yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. I um I remember I'm. I'm a fair bit older than you. So I, I grew up like right in my like prime childhood was right. Like in that, like, like early, like nineties. So like right when the Disney animation was like going nuts, like every other year is like little mermaid mm-hmm. and beauty and the beast and Aladdin and all that stuff coming out. And then I remember seeing uh, toy story in the theater. I think I was in like middle school uh, when that came oh, out wow. and it was, it was just like mind blowing when it came out that, you know, uh, you know, animation could, could look like that and all that stuff. It, and it's so great to like 
see it through a new lens like in the theater you're like wow this is crazy this looks so great and now comparing it <laughs> to like a right yeah modern, exactly yeah uh, especially with toy story there's like a one-to-one correlation of like old woody versus new woody <laughs> and like, like oh man yeah 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 um yeah er- early pixar everything they made was lacking a lot of depth and so everything they ca- they made kind of came out looking shallow and plasticky and so they're like, well, let's build a story around something plastic. <laughs> so they made they made a bunch of toys because um, yeah. the the technology was not up to up to par trying to make something look good. Yeah. Um, especially with like uh, the villain Sid, like just <laughs> looks yeah. terrifying. Looks so janky. Yeah. Um, really leaning into the uncanny valley right there with that kid. Yeah. And it's funny because if you look at like the Andy's birthday party, every kid at that party is Andy, you know? And Oh, I didn't know that. That's funny. Because they only had like, uh, they were only able to make like a couple uh, models. So if you really look at all of them, I'm like, these are all Andy, you know? They sure. just kind of hit it. Copy and paste. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I don't even think you really see Andy's face until like the third movie. <laughs> like... Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was interesting. That series was interesting to grow up with because I saw Toy Story 3 like on my senior trip and I was like, oh, like he's going to college <laughs> and I'm going to college. Yes. And like I have to leave childish things behind. And <laughs> like, so like, yeah. So I, I grew up with yeah. it, you know. Perfect, so, yeah. Yeah. That's how I was with Star Wars. Uh, I was a little eight-year-old blonde bullheaded kid when episode one came out. Oh, yeah. uh, I was like, oh, this is a relatable character. I can relate to this slave boy in the desert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, uh, episode two, angsty teenager, like stick it to the man. Let's get lots of guns and, and shoot them ups. And then, uh, uh, yeah, episode three, just I that was that was my demographic. I was the tar- target demographic for the sequels. So, yeah, uh, yeah that, definitely. That sucked me in for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up with the prequels too, like and then I realized like, oh, everyone says the prequels are bad, so I guess I don't like them even though I love them. <laughs> you know, I'll just keep it underground, you know. But Yeah, that's right, uh, yeah. Yeah. I have I have video evidence of my like eighth birthday saying that Jar Jar Binks was my favorite Star Wars character. <laughs> oh I nice. Just take that back. It's, there you go. It, See? Was, it was it was real to me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's funny because, like, episode one, like, took over the world. Like, if you're going to go to a grocery store, like, May, June 1999, (laughs) like, if you wanted chips, it's, like, it's not just chips, it's the Bulba chips, you know? And, like, (laughs) you want a Pepsi? Well, here's Queen Amidala on your Pepsi and, like, all 72 outfits she has, so deal with that. So, yeah, see, I, I wish we still had that on our Pepsi, but yeah, I mean, it, it would be more fun, you know. Maybe with Kenobi, we could like have all of them, you know. Like, you got your Anakin, <laughs> your your Ben, Kenobi. All generations yeah. of the characters all, on your Pepsi all cans. All of the generations yes. are represented, you know. All age demographics, you know. Like, yeah, it it would be. You got to collect all the all the Cheeto brands, all the Fritos. Yeah. 
There used to just be one type of mustard, but now we have all of the kinds of mustard, and they can have their... (laughs) Collect all eight mustards. Yeah, so... And you can have Sebulba on it for some reason, and it'd be be great. And Boss Nass, just like a a weird (laughs) secondary character advertising my snacks. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Voiced by Brian Blessed, I think, so... I, sh- I probably well, should have said that in all caps, though. You know, like, he has a yeah. voice that, like, it's like, Brian Blessed. So, uh, yeah. This is a great segue. So, on that note, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brian Blessed to Into the Spider-Verse. So, what, like, how did you come on to that project? Like, what did you work on in Into the Spider-Verse? Uh, yeah, so I was on, um, Sony, Sony figured out pretty early that I, uh, I'm, I'm essentially like a one man department. Um, and so if the art directors or the producers, whatever, like have a, have a weird idea they want to test out, it's a Mm -hmm. lot easier to test it out with me, uh, like someone who's, in the office, someone, uh, uh, you know, that, that I can work on something for a couple days rather than hiring a whole team of people for a couple weeks and then just to see if something works, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I worked on Hotel Transylvania doing storyboards and animatics. Um, and then I worked on, oh, Vivo. I didn't even mention Vivo. Uh, Vivo came out over the summer. Um, it was like a Lin-Manuel Miranda musical uh, that I've been working on for several years. Uh, a, oh, a cool. really fun project to work on. Um, and so I think kind of through word of mouth, um, uh, one of the, I think he was production designer at the time, uh, Justin Thompson, um, and uh Phil Lord and um, Chris Miller. It wasn't Chris. It was it was one of the other. There were honestly so many directors and producers <laughs> on on that first Spider Man movie. Uh, um, I'm totally gonna forget his name right now. I'll remember it in a minute. Um, but uh, they ca- they came to me and they're like, "Hey, we want to do something fun for the opening." uh uh, logos like right when the movie starts we want stuff to start happening as soon as the movie starts Mm -hmm. um and so i got to work on all the opening logos the first uh like minute and a half uh i got to kind of lay the groundwork uh on um so everything from the that opening sony ping um coming in from the black and then the columbia lady uh going through all of her uh, iterations and uh, shooting a gun <laughs> at one yeah. point, and uh, um, then I think it's the Sony animation, and then Marvel and Pascal Pictures. I think that's the order. It's been yeah. it's been a couple years, but um, yeah. So I got to uh, I got to play around with all those uh, with all those logos and stuff, um, and then uh, after. I kind of like laid the, the, the ground, the groundwork, the foundation for it. Uh, they shipped it off to, they, they did end up hiring a, a, a whole team of people, um, uh, to actually do the, the like final production value, uh, a production quality version of it. 
so yeah, I got I got the first first almost two minutes of Spider Verse. That's all me, baby. Yeah, that that's wow. awesome. You, that's awesome. You have like the first say, I guess. In, in a way. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean there was there was a lot of hand holding. Uh, the the first pass, they were like, I don't like. They were like, what can you do? Like, let's just make it weird. Can you make the Marvel logo blue? I was like, yeah, that's that's like the <laughs> easiest thing ever. I can make it blue. Do I yes. still get paid the same? Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, we we really just took it from there. <laughs> uh, um, getting the like interdimensional cracks and webs and, and all that funky stuff in there. Um, and so that's that's kind of been my uh, position at Sony ever since has been like the logo guy. Um, so okay. it's, it's fun that I get to uh, you know, leave my fingerprints on a bunch of Sony projects um, yeah. doing doing essentially like the least amount of work possible. I mean, it, it's <laughs> like it is I get a uh, seconds of animation, uh, which is and it's and it's right at the front. So you just you walk into a movie theater you see the logos and you can leave because that's and then you the, can stand uh, you can stand up and walk out after that. That's right. Like, yep. You saw that was you saw the important stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was me. You're welcome. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm out of here. So into the Spider Verse, it came out um, in like December, I think, of 2018. So 18? like yeah. when? So when would like you have started working on that? Was it like like a very long process, or um, you know, kind of at, at what point did you come into it? And I guess just for uh, you know people that are uh, definitely not in the know like myself, like how long does a project like into the spider verse take? Sure. Um, animation is uh, wild in that uh, the animation part actually comes maybe in the last quarter of the production, if that makes any sense. Like uh, the, mm -hmm. the, the pipeline from uh, those, those early uh, Sharpies on yeah, post-it notes, storyboards. Um, some some of those productions, like they are constantly updating the story. Like ideally, you like lock story and you never touch it again, and you just have the perfect story and no one questions it, and all the audiences understand it completely, which never happens. That's the ideal, and it, and it never works out that way. So, um, Spider Verse actually was um, constantly changing. Um, just just tiny things here and there, up until like way past deadlines were due. Like to the point where, um, uh, in internationally, um, internationally they have different uh release dates. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, like the the Russian version was a tiny bit different than the Chinese version, which was a little bit different than the than the like Academy Award screener, <laughs> uh, which was a little bit different than the theater version uh, here in the states, because um, they just kept kept going back and like, oh, what's what's a better punchline? Like, what's a what's a small little audio tweak we can make? Like, what's a better like? Can we edit this? Can we fix that? Um, so Spider Verse uh, is an anomaly. <laughs> by by, uh, they they didn't hit any deadlines. It's impossible to know how long they worked on it. Uh, mm -hmm. There was a there was a lot of like um, they changed. I think it was art, it was either art direction or production designer um, pretty early on, um, 
and uh, I I worked on it for a couple months. Um, I think I uh, I started probably sometime in the fall, um, and then as I was turning in like my final draft, um, probably in November, honestly. Uh, and then I would I I turned in my stuff almost directly to the the studio. Uh, uh, it was actually Deva Studios, I think, made the the final um, th- theatrical version. Uh, and um, it was it was a the like the fastest turnaround time of like just get it in the cut, get it in the edit as soon as possible, and then get it out to theaters. Um, so yeah, I, I worked on it for, um, a couple months, maybe like three or four months, um, working really close with the, with the directors and the art directors. And so, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and it, uh, it was a good way to get to know, know the team, um, you know, being in there, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, having Phil Lord, you know, kind of stand over your shoulder and be like, can you make it? bigger it's like yeah sure all right phil let's do this <laughs> right um, well, that's awesome yeah i just love spider-man so much back in the day when people used to read newspapers you know like there used to be <laughs> comics in the newspaper and there was always like a spider-man comic strip and like so i guess like spider-man was like the first like comic like superhero comic i, I read and so Mm-hmm. And wow. then grew yeah. up with Toby, grew up more with Andrew, and then we have, like, the MCU Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man's always there, you know? I even sure. saw the 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 musical Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, you Did know? Did you really? Oh, my yeah. gosh. No one crashed, you know, which was great, <laughs> you know? I think I was, like, on the back row, but I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I know it's, like, not you know jiving creatively but i love it so much you know uh so like spider-man is like my my superhero like that i that i love and just like seeing into the spider-verse i'm like you get to see miles and you know like not peter parker and then you get peter b parker all the different uh spider Mm -hmm. spider people you know you got spider gwen Mm -hmm. Spider Noir, I guess. Uh, and then Spider Pig, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got Spider Pig. <laughs> yeah. Right. Spider Ham. Yeah. Spider Ham, like, uh, forgive me, you know. And then uh, I'm trying to think, who are the? Are there any other Spider people I, I miss? Um, there's the cute anime Spider Girl. Oh uh, yeah, she has that droid, you know. Yeah, she has she has a giant robot with the spirit of her father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. It gets intense. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I, th- I think you nailed it. Yeah, and it and uh, story wise, um, it's a it's a great story, and it and it and it leaves you wanting a little bit more. And um, we're you know fingers <laughs> crossed for this uh, sequel. Yeah. Um, that. Uh, I mean the the pressure is on, right? Like mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. knows how good Spider Verse was, <laughs> and so. Uh, the the directors are getting you know near death threats of you better make this one good, <laughs> like you better not mess this up. Um, so uh, it's it's uh it's really fun. I got to work on the trailer um that that came out recently for the um 
the next Spider-Verse movie. Um, so uh, you did the mm-hmm. glitches, right? Yeah, I did. Um, uh, in the in the trailer, it's like uh, if you haven't seen it, it's it's Miles essentially picking up right where the last one left off, like chilling in his bed, and then uh, Gwen alternate universe Gwen Stacy comes and visits him, and uh, they fly through the multiverse, and then he gets essentially sucker punched by 2099 uh just a big beefy future spider-man um <laughs> and uh and then yeah af- after that little little fight there um the whole back half of that was uh something that i that i got to help put together um i think in in the course of about a about a month um it, w- it was a little bit longer than that but mo- most of the work i've done in like the last three weeks mm-hmm. um before that uh before that trailer got announced um and just like you know there's there's a ton of people working behind the scenes because i i am just the animator i don't make a lot of like source material like there's um there's so many little easter eggs and and fragments of easter eggs in in just that yeah uh, minute or so whatever um that there's just a whole team of people behind um so yeah yeah that's pretty cool. So, how has like the the studio changed here for the for the sequel? Because Spider Verse came out, people were excited for it, but when it came out, it like it like blew people away at how good it was. And then, obviously, it won the um, the Academy Award. So, did did like the team just like like blow up? Did it get huge, or is it you know pretty similar like in terms of scope as to what we were working with the first time around? Or, uh, yeah, um. Yeah, the, when the when the first one came out, um, it's uh, in theaters. It didn't do like quite as great as everyone was hoping, but it was also like if you saw it, you fell in love with it. <laughs> so that was nice because um, it's like it's a weird sell, right? Like it's a it's another right, sure. Spider Man movie, and it's animated. And you're like, well, that's for kids. I'm not super into that, but like it's it's multi generational. Um, so yeah, the the new team. Um, we got a new director, actually the guy that I, that I worked with before Justin Thompson, uh, is now, um, directing it. He's, he's one of the main directors, um, along with, um, uh, Kemp Powers, who is one of the directors on, uh, Pixar's soul. Oh, okay. Um, and also, uh, Joaquim Dos Santos, uh, one of the, uh, storyboarders and I think directors of uh, the TV show Legend of Korra. Uh, Avatar. Oh wow! Yeah, his storyboards are insane, and they make me angry looking at them. Like he's <laughs> so talented. The whole team, the whole team is this way. Like they, they were like, "Oh hey, you know, welcome back to the crew. Uh, here's a here's like a PowerPoint slide of what we've been working on," and I just like ripped my hair out. It is. It looks so good it's infuriating um like uh all the 2099 stuff looks amazing they uh you see you see a little bit in the trailer so no spoilers um there's like they go to like a a comic book styled india um it looked amazing yeah where all the, the all the text you know the onomatopoeia you know whip pow uh is in I want to say Hindi. Um, so like they have like a team of translators <laughs> to do oh, awesome. a comic book movie. Um, yeah, it's wild. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I know for sure 
since we've announced that this is like part one, um, the crew between part one and the upcoming part two are going to be a lot closer, but it's, it's essentially the, the core group is the same. Um, Phil Lord, Chris Miller, Justin Thompson. Um, uh, uh, we're getting, um, uh, a lot of new, new people, new talent, which was great. Uh, they Mm -hmm. hired a bunch of story artists. Um, actually it was, it was like April, a couple years ago where Phil and Lord like came out with the script and they're like, Hey, here's, here's the next Spider-Man movie. Isn't it great? Let's hire a bunch of artists. Um, and then the studio pushed back and said, actually do the script over again. Like give, give us another <laughs> oh, well. shot. And so they hired a ton of these story artists that were just like, uh Oh, <laughs> like we just got a job and now we don't have a, <laughs> now we don't have a script. Um, but no, they, uh, uh, it's, it's so great. Um, can't, can't wait for this, for this next one to come out. Um, I don't know. In, in your theaters, I know in, in some theaters, they actually showed the teaser trailer in front of No Way Home. Um, did you, did you guys see it in your theaters? I did not see that. What about you, Brian? No, they did not at the at the screening we saw. Just I felt just curious. robbed, yeah. honestly. So. <laughs> right? Yeah. I want to I want to see it on a on a big screen. Yeah. yeah. Um they had they had a big reveal um in like South America and like Brazil or something. And so I was like, "Oh, uh, shit, okay. This... Next time I, I see guess... No Way Home, I'll I'll go to Brazil." So Yeah, I guess I uh, <laughs> should have should have taken a trip to Brazil. Um, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, no, that would have been that would have been super cool because they just announced it just a, a couple weeks prior to that, right? I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone follows you on Instagram, they I think they can tell that you're like a one man army and like a creative, like super <laughs> genius. You know, like I'm always just like blown away. Like uh, the other day, you made some really cool like rotating circles to like jive with music, and like you do really cool <laughs> things with boxes, like. And I'm like, and on top of that, he like works on like all these cool Sony animation projects. And I'm like, ah, like I, I always just like feel so like, I don't know, even though like I, I kind of said like I, I kind of fall under the writer umbrella, like just kind of like keeping up with other creatives, I think, I think kind of helps me be more creative, you know, like. Yeah, um, I I definitely have to like monitor how much Instagram, like mindless Instagram scrolling I do. Cause then <laughs> sure. uh, for me, then it's just that like depression pit of like being overwhelmed with so much good stuff. And it's like, this sucks. I don't make anything good. I, th- I'm going to quit and be a banker. Like, <laughs> like I can't compete <laughs> to this stuff. And it's like, okay, take, take a minute. Go for right, a walk. Right, right. <laughs> put yeah. the put the phone down for one second. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Uh, uh, thank you for enjoying my Instagram. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, like, in case you forget, you, you created the title sequence to like an, an Academy Award winning movie. So, like, <laughs> so don't forget that, Fair. you know. But like, sure. also the Instagram content is really good too. So. <laughs> You should follow yeah, right. that. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my Instagram name uh, is just the the phonetic spelling of my last name. It's Schrader, uh, S C H 
R A Y D E R. Uh, same thing on Twitter, but I I never tweet. <laughs> it's yeah. all it, I'm I'm pretty much only on Instagram. Yeah. Technically, I think we have a Twitter, but I hate Twitter, so I've never checked it. I'm never going to. Like, I mean, my co-host could be lying to me, and we don't actually have a Twitter. I, I'm not going to verify it because I just hate Twitter. So yeah, we do have a Twitter, and I'm just doing like a countdown of days before you realize on uh, <laughs> what I've been tweeting over there. So yeah, I don't care. I hate your own Twitter. little personal zone. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's uh, it's at Old Republic Pod. So give us a follow. Go check yeah. it out. We pitched our Twitter. I hate it. So, you know, there we go. So it's fun. But um, because we're a Star Wars podcast, um, I think we're contractually obligated to ask, like, did Phil Lord ever mention any, like, solo stuff to you? Oh, or, man. Like... It was it was just ambient noise in the background. Uh, okay. But it was it was still, like a kind of sensitive topic that I, I felt like, like I was new and I didn't want to push any buttons. Um, so I, <laughs> I did not ask him directly about, uh, any, uh, any star Wars things, but man, okay. I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Those, those are not questions you want to ask your new boss. I don't think so. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, last, last I heard, uh, it, it really just came down to like a creative difference of like, a Phil Lord, Chris, Chris Miller version of solo was essentially too funny. <laughs> like yeah. it was, it was too much, uh, to fit in the star Wars universe, uh, uh, is my understanding of it. I, I don't know what the final word was. Yeah. It's interesting. Like I've only seen solo once, like I probably need to see it again. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Like, I just, because, like, I just was, like, kind of burnt out, like, I, just hearing, like, a little bit of a director problem, and, it, like, just, like, I know that Phil Lord and Chris Miller do amazing stuff, and then it's, like, you see, like, Into the Spider-Verse, and it's, like, this could have, they could have, like, you know, done Star <laughs> Wars, but, yeah, yeah, so. Maybe, maybe there's a, there's an alternate universe where Phil Lord and Chris Miller got to do Solo. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. it would be go. amazing. And Maybe they ran it by Harrison Ford, and he's like, "No, I shouldn't no, be that I funny." Don't be in there. <laughs> it sounds yeah. annoying, stupid. Like, I don't know, something like that. But yeah, sounds so, like Harrison Ford. That's good. I did a Keanu Reeves the other the other week, and like, I'm feeling like emboldened, you know? Yeah, so. that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you've been hitting them. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what can you tell us about across the Spider Verse, like, without like? us having to sign an NDA. Like. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, uh, I can, I can definitely tell you what was in the trailer. Um, uh, um, Miles and Gwen, uh, if, if you pay attention, they, they have a little bit more control over how they do uh, spider verse things, uh, the, how they, how they access the, the multiverse. Um, they teased it at the very end of, uh, the, the first Spider-Verse of like, uh, 2099 getting his watch, uh, getting his, his dude, dad or, or his doohickey, whatever he called it. Um, so those are, uh, those are a lot more prominent. Um, uh, it, it's almost like this version, uh, in, in the last movie, it was like all the multiverse came to Miles. Uh, and in this one, it's like the opposite. It's it's miles going to new places. Okay. Um, oh, okay. 
uh, and every every place that he visits has a different art style, and it is like breathtaking. It it because like environment art on its own is insane. Like for just one movie, and they've essentially done multiple like multiple movies worth of homework on on this thing and um just a a huge credit to the development team uh uh it's yeah it's really something to look forward to oh it sounds amazing and i'm like oh i want to see it you know and like not only (laughs) are we getting part one we're getting part two and um i just know somewhere Yeah, there's a strawberry spider out there somewhere. I know it. <laughs> there absolutely. Uh, yeah, I I don't doubt it that somewhere there's there's an Easter egg with a strawberry spider. Yeah. So, and I'm sure maybe you'll you'll kind of like maybe even incorporate it. It'll be a little glitch, and it'll be like, and then someone <laughs> on Tumblr will catch it four years from now and be like, yes, it's canon, you know. So. I I have absolutely like hidden things in the frames, hoping that someone would find it. Okay. Would find them. <laughs> and, okay. and uh, there was a trailer. I think it was two years. Uh, it who knows what time is anymore. Uh, the the first announcement for this upcoming Spider Verse. Uh, it was just like a quick little uh gif they 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 blasted on twitter and there it it cycles through so many spider-verse like alternate spider-man logos Mm -hmm. uh that as soon as it was released to the public um was instantly just taken apart by the internet (laughs) just picked apart right yeah yes 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 um and they got they got some of them right so uh, the, the internet is not always wrong (laughs) that's right all right so everyone listening out there that's your uh homework is to go through all of these things and uh find all the go frame by frame 24 frames per second (laughs) yeah send them to cassie and i we will verify them and see if they're they're correct yeah (laughs) yeah and um i guess brian and then schrader like who are your favorite like spider-man variants uh Mm. from the spider-verse oh shoot that's a good question um you know what there was a there was a video game based on um i want to say it was ultimate spider-man mm-hmm. um there was a, a marvel often redoes its uh series characters a lot you know that that's kind of where like the like the marvel what if you know series and and all the alternate spider-mans um so in in ultimate spider-man he was the high school kid. Venom was a huge part of it. Um, mm-hmm. There was like a there was a uh, a version where Peter Parker was Carnage for a hot second. Um, uh, like the whole like Uncle Ben was a secret spy for Shield or whatever. Uh, and it was it was a very cartoonish Spider Man, uh, if if I remember right. Um, Oh wait, I actually so put a I'll 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 put a pin and say Ultimate Ultimate Spider-Man's up there. I I'll, I'll say my favorite like Spider-Man um uh series uh he did um Back in Black, which is where he he announces himself as Peter Parker um and uh Kingpin puts like a hit out on all of Peter Parker's friends and relatives. 
And so, okay. uh, Peter Parker ends up putting on, uh, a, a, a cloth version of his symbiote suit of, of his black and white suit. Uh, cause he knows things are going to get messy <laughs> and like, he doesn't want his classic red, white, and blue good guy suit associated with essentially the crimes that Peter Parker is about to do. So he like goes, uh, he goes like back in black undercover and he just beats the crap out of Kingpin. And that's absolutely my favorite, uh, uh, series of, uh, uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man's. Oh, good selection. What about you, Yeah, Graham? for sure. Um, well, I, I really like just that it's Miles Morales, and I like the uh, kind of his story. I like um, like his introduction and interaction in like this, the new like the Sony uh, Spider-Man like video games uh, mm. that we've got going on. Uh, that stuff's always really cool. But I think just because of of the time in my life, I always really liked the like the Venom. Uh, stuff with Todd McFarlane it was like right like in my my wheelhouse at my age at the time that that stuff was coming out so uh yeah I like I like the the Venom universe uh Spider-Man so and I think we'll probably see that here uh live action in the not so distant future so yeah yeah that little bar scene at the end was was interesting yeah that's right I haven't seen Venom 2 yet but like it's actually kind of hilarious I ended up seeing the first Venom three times, like not really by choice. Like, I mean, it was fine, <laughs> but like, I, I didn't like choose to see it three times, but I saw it three times and it's like, wow, like out of all the movies in the world, I could have seen three times. Like I didn't think it was going to be Venom, honestly, but like, yeah, it's funny. Cause yeah. like one guy, I went on a date and he's like, I really want to see this. I'm like, okay, we're going to go see Venom, <laughs> you know? And then like my family is like, Oh, we're in town. I guess we'll see Venom. I'm like, okay, this is time number three. Like, I did not foresee this, but like Tom Hardy, you owe me like something. <laughs> I don't know, but right, yeah, yeah. It, it was kind of funny, but um, I'm excited, you know, and more spider, more spider stuff going on because I don't know. I kind of think like Kevin Feige was very inspired and maybe maybe scared i don't know like into the spider-verse because we got spider-man no way home but uh what did you guys like the most about that about that film uh no way home um i liked i liked that everybody all the characters main characters side characters uh had their own uh character arc like everybody mm -hmm. like I thought I thought it would be super easy to just have like the villains just be villains and right. be uh, grumpy antagonists out for destruction. But you really got to see like through through minimum dialogue uh, and minor screen time like they had a, a beginning, a middle and an end, uh, which which you don't see a lot. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. it, was, it was very character driven. I, I like that a lot. I think mine is the the same actually that you brought all of the the villains back and then they had actual stories and uh 
redemption arcs, which I thought was really interesting because like you, I thought they were just going to come back and be menaces uh, to, you know, New York. And then that was going to be it. But, uh, you know, the three is spider, spider men, spider mans were going mm-hmm. to, you know, defeat them. And that was going to be that. But I liked the way that they did it. I was super concerned when, you know, all the leaks started happening and it was like that big, like uh, Twitter joke, right? Like everyone is going to be in Spider-Man and it was just like random people they were, they were putting in there. So I'm like, there's no way that this isn't going to feel clunky. Um, but I, I thought that they did it really well, the way that they reintroduced them and, you know, gave all of the characters kind of a story. They weren't just there to, for the sake of being in this multiverse. Yeah. And yeah. one thing I really enjoyed was that the villains were given kind of like their like rehabilitation, you know, like rather than just killing them off. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's a good message to like realize people can become better and you you should help them rather than just kill them off. And I was like, Oh, maybe that'll heal. Maybe that could be a good message to have out there, you know? And I love Andrew Garfield. So like seeing him again, like he's always been my favorite Spider-Man, you know? And yeah, I just remember Mm -hmm. when they first came out, they're like, Oh, he's the worst Spider-Man ever. Like, I love it. Like you're all wrong, you know? And now like everyone is like, (laughs) Let's have Amazing Spider-Man 3, you know? He's the best part of that movie. And I'm like, I feel vindication. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. And he is a very good part. He is excellent. Yeah. I mean, Coming my favorite variant of Spider-Man, you know, probably is like Spider-Gwen. So I was kind of disappointed we didn't see, you know, Emma Stone, like, be Spider-Gwen or something, you know, in right. the movie. But I think part of that was due to, like, Corona and then, like, Kirsten Dunst like even though I kind of hate MJ from like the original Spider-Man like if you kind of look at the way her character is written like she's the worst person probably in that trilogy (laughs) I don't know like maybe that's harsh but it's like she dates like it's like all over the place and it's like people get better at writing women I don't know because it's like she's like dating the the bully and then it's like then she dates like you know like harry osborne and then it's like i'm into peter now oh, yeah and then like she dates a like that astronaut and then it's like i'm into peter again and then it's like peter and i broke up i'm gonna go back to harry and then it's like that yeah and i was just like wow like yeah. so much is happening here you know but yeah yeah i it would have been very cool to have seen them in there but i i liked how they handled it with just you know, they mentioned the, them. the the two, yeah, the two uh, Peter Parkers. They're just kind of talking about the the loves that they had and lost, and you know, could maybe you know find again someday or whatever. Um, because I think with as much stuff as there was going on, had they also been in there, that probably would have felt a little shoehorned to me. Yeah, maybe. I guess so. You're you're probably right. And uh, Andrew Garfield uh, catching Zendaya. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. like oh. it. He was he wasn't even acting, you know. Like it, those are just real tears. <laughs> like this guy, that is just absolute real emotion from this guy. That's uh, right. It, yeah, and my tears were real too. So <laughs> yes, absolutely. I yeah. I was not acting either. Um, yeah, everybody did. And my and eyes they, glistened. They put uh, so much effort into the trio of Spider Man that they that they really like didn't need to but it was great like they got to like sit and talk about how their webs work and they got to sit and talk about their 
relationships and their friendships and like what life has been like and it's like this didn't really drive the plot forward in a way it, mm-hmm. it felt very fan servicey in a way that absolutely worked for me yeah 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 it really felt like they were just hanging out <laughs> totally and how many movies let the main characters just like sit on a sky on 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 top of the <laughs> uh, statue of liberty and just like hang out for a bit and just be like oh what's What's your whole deal? Like, tell me about yourself. (laughs) Yeah. When was the last time you saw on screen uh, one character pop another character's back? You know? I will never forget that. I was like, (laughs) maybe they should be in more movies together. This is an interesting dynamic, you know? Totally. (laughs) It was amazing. Put them in a buddy cop movie. We've had enough uh, Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne Johnson. Let's get. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's it's the buddy cop movie we didn't know we needed, but it's exactly. there, you know, just write yes. it, you know. And I, I don't know, you, you kind of mentioned, like, they all have different moments. Like, Toby Spidey is, like, he's kind of like, Andrew looks out for him, you know, like, he's like, oh, your back's not good, let me help it. And then, like, Andrew's, like, mental health, he's like, oh, I'm kind of lame, like, I haven't fought an alien, and he's like, no, you're amazing, you know, and, like, they're mm-hmm. looking out for each other, and, like, mm-hmm. they're just, like you mentioned, like, allowed to exist as characters, and, like, have some moments to breathe, you know, like, epic stuff can still happen, but that doesn't mean, like, you have to rush through things, you know, like, you just have to let characters be characters for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, because, I mean, like, you mentioned the the moment where Andrews Peter saves Zendaya, you know, and like that was an epic heartwarming and kind of heartbreaking moment. Like imagine like if it was just like kind of rushed through, but they, they kind of like held that emotion, you know, and you yeah. kind of saw, you saw where uh, MCU Peter was, you saw where Green Goblin was, and then you saw where Andrew and Zendaya was and like, you're able to kind of see what you needed to see. And I was like, Oh, it's amazing. And (laughs) yeah, it it was good, good filmmaking right there, you know? And I saw it like opening night and like, I felt like the, the applause uh, moments were, were earned in in that film. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Just a love letter to Spider-Man, like all the different kind of Spider-Mans, Spider-Men, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I, I also got to see it at midnight, like specifically for the audience interaction. Um, oh, I had cool. actually I I missed uh, seeing Endgame uh, at midnight with a bunch oh. of people. Like I ended up like just seeing it on a random afternoon, just trying to be like, oh, I'm gonna like skip the lines and go by myself, and it'll be super cool. And it was just a total anticlimactic, <laughs> like like movie going experience. So I was like, never again. The next big movie, I'm going at midnight. I'm going with a bunch of friends. Um, and that turned out to be uh, the Spider-Man movie. Um, yeah, tons of applause with all the, uh, you know, coming through the portals and stuff. Um, I don't know if you had a similar experience, but there was a a weird noise that the audience made when they showed the uh, new and improved Statue of Liberty designs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, with the big shield, um, just kind of like a, a bemused uh, shock and awe sound. Uh, I'm, 
I'm still not entirely sure what the what the symbolism is <laughs> uh, behind um, that whole thing. Uh, but I I did recently watch um, uh, the Hawkeye Disney Plus Christmas show, um, mm-hmm. and uh, one of one of the characters mentions like going to see the new and improved Statue of Liberty. Um, so that's kind of fun that there's uh, little hints of that all through the the multiverse. All, all through the Disney verse. Yeah, I loved Hawkeye. It was a pleasant surprise, like, uh, which influenced me to like read. Is it the, is it Richter comics? Uh, by, uh, I should know that, but I'm get, I'm reading the original, like, My Life as a Weapon or something. Oh, and, oh fun. Yeah, like, Hawkeye influenced me to read that, and like, Kate Bishop is also the like the best character i've ever <laughs> been introduced to ever so i'm like which is funny because uh hayley steinfeld plays kate bishop and also spider gwen you know yeah so I'm like yeah yeah you know like i guess hayley steinfeld supremacy you know so uh, she's uh, taken she's, over yeah she's, <laughs> she's fought kingpin on a couple different universes maybe they'll there'll be an easter egg and it's like why does spider gwen have a bow and arrow you know like i don't know it'd be funny so that would be uh, fun yeah yeah and i just have to mention there was that one kingpin uh anatomy like his muscular (laughs) skeletal system like yes did you have anything to do with that like how does his mus like skeletal structure Work. you know what that's that's the that's the fun part of animation is you could just be like hey what if this guy was just a big ball yeah. <laughs> what, if, what if we made kingpin just a big square with arms like there's there's so many um scenes where it's implied that he has walked through a doorway or it's implied that he stepped out of a car where there's no absolutely no physical way <laughs> that he, <laughs> he fits through have. doorways or fits through a car, um, so it, it is. It's always funny to to uh, yeah. The the character design of that guy is just perfect. <laughs> I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> Love it so much. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, wait, how does he like? I don't know. Use his neck. I don't know. Like, and I was just like. <laughs> You know what? I love this movie. It's just, it's just funny. So no, absolutely. His his head is in the center of his body, yeah. <laughs> like a like a Iron Man arc reactor. Like it is dead center in his solar plexus, and we just go with it. It's so good. I love that. Yeah. So, yeah. Another great transition is like from you know Kingpin's skeletal system is like. Do you have any advice for aspiring animators? <laughs> yeah study anatomy and then throw it out the window <laughs> um yeah i i i think it it really comes down to um what interests you um being uh being an art student uh you know there's there's always the cliche of the like um the the failed graphic designer who's you know moves in back at his mom's place and you know uh there's there's always that that um apprehension the the that the thing that you are into no one else will be into <laughs> um mm-hmm. uh and being being in the industry has really opened up my eyes uh to the idea that um there are weird niche 
small uh, uh, areas in just every aspect of life <laughs> that yeah. you can pretty much do whatever you want to do and you can find a decent paying job doing it. Um, uh, especially now with stuff like um, uh, creators having a lot more control over their content and over their ads with like, uh, like, like Patreon or um, gum road or Skillshare or stuff like that. Just like being mm-hmm. able to, uh, essentially just do what you're going to do and the audience kind of clusters up around you and, and, and puts you up on their shoulders. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, uh, uh, fall, chase your bliss, uh, whatever, whatever makes you happy, lean into it. Um, uh, I, I mentioned, I went to Brigham Young University, uh, which has it's, is a very religious school, um, and it's um, something that was that was taught to us pretty early on, which which has always stuck with me is that like um, God has given you these passions for a reason, and not not following your bliss, like not following your heart, is almost almost a sin against God. Um, uh, like you, uh, have been put on this earth for a reason, um, and you need to, uh, do what you're going to do. You, you need to follow your heart, um, which at a very young impressionable age, you know, uh, right into, right into college, um, that hit me super hard. Um, and, uh, and now you know, several years now removed from that college experience, uh, I think still rings true. Um, uh, so whatever, whatever your foundation is, um, art is so multidisciplinary. Like there are environment designers. There are, you know, people who love to draw cars and buildings, uh, don't have a ton in common with character designers, but there, there is like Mm -hmm. some overlap. Um, so yeah, you, usually art boils down to, um, uh, I, I, I've heard it described as like hard edge designs of people who draw cool guns and cars and, uh, assets, you know, like there, there is a designer behind your keyboard and mouse. There's a designer behind your, the way that your monitor looks like there is, there's a designer for everything. Um, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, uh, present company excluded, um, is, uh, uh, 99 PI 99% invisible, um, talking about just like the invisible design behind everything. Um, and, uh, oh, cool. um, that guy, that host really likes flag design. That was actually how I, how I first found him of just like, someone has to design a flag. What are the elements of good flag design? <laughs> uh, one of his favorites is, the city of Chicago has a great flag. Who it's knew? An amazing flag. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, so there's, there's, there's hard, there's hard edge designs and then there's more organic. Um, if you really like to draw plants, I mean, that's, that's a whole industry of itself. Uh, uh, flower illustrations, um, uh, uh, character design, costume design is a huge one. Uh, set design, um, Anyways, so yeah, uh, my my advice is jump on Instagram 
art station uh tumblr um i've i've even seen some people start to really post on linkedin uh i don't know how that oh, okay. worked out for one but uh um reach out to reach out to people that you like uh that that's another pretty common um university experiences like an art teacher will just like tell you to email uh an artist that you look up to and sometimes they respond <laughs> not yeah. not always but sometimes they do um so uh I, I think especially like there is there is a lot of um empathy when you come to someone asking for help i was just like hey uh, how do you, how do you draw good? <laughs> you know, like, how do you, um, I'm having a hard time with this project. Here's, here's a specific question. I'm looking for a specific answer. Can you please help me? Um, those are, those are my favorite questions to, to answer. Um, and, uh, anyways, yeah, I think, I think just keep asking questions, keep being curious. Um, the sooner you can like nail down what you're interested in, the more you can kind of focus your efforts. Um, you know, if, if you're trying to draw a cool car with one hand and trying to draw Kingpin's character design skeletal system with your other hand, um, it's, it's hard. <laughs> so if, if yeah. you can like pick your favorite, and really lean into it. The, the sooner you can do do that, um, have like a primary primary focus of study and then just like a secondary, oh, this is just for fun. This is just a hobby. Um, uh, I, I wish I had dialed into graphic design a little bit sooner in, in my career because uh, it's infinite. <laughs> uh, there's, there's always something new to learn. Um, and uh, it's a very humbling industry to be in, uh, surrounded by all these insane, amazing artists. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think that's most of my uh, that's been my experience. That that'd be my uh, advice: just to keep asking questions and do what you do what you like. Yeah, that that was an incredible awesome. answer. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, I learned so much from that. And Anytime you want to come onto this podcast, talk Spider Man, talk animation, you're you're <laughs> welcome to. Um, Absolutely. And, yeah, and I loved what you said about finding small weird niche things because I think we're kind of like weird. We're so weird and niche and small. Like I mean, like we have a podcast centered on the Old Republic games that came out in two thousand three and two thousand four I want to say and it's like I don't know unless Disney like makes like an older public show it's like we're never gonna be the book of Boba Fett like we're <laughs> so small but we have people who listen like maybe out of pity but like we're always so appreciative you know and like there's always something to do and running this podcast has taught me so much about like social media management uh storytelling and uh uh, I don't know what have you, what have you kind of picked up, Brian? Yeah, definitely. It's um, yeah, a lot of what you said, right? You need to you need to have a niche, something that you're really going to enjoy. And yeah, the weird thing that we really uh, both you and I enjoy is this uh, Knights of the Old Republic, the Old Republic, and talking about it and figuring out how it you know interweaves with the rest of the Star Wars stuff that we like. And 
and yeah, apparently there are some other people out there that like that too. So yeah, yeah. it's just, it's just been a good, uh, just been a good exercise and just, you know, practicing pursuing your passions. So yeah. And we have fun and like, we're, we're growing, you know, and it's not really about the numbers, but like, we found a community and like, we, we found like some really cool people, collaborators and friends. And it's just fun. Like there's always a path forward. It's just like you find the path that's meant for you, you know, like this might turn into the power of myth by Joseph Campbell, you know, like, but (laughs) follow your bliss, you know, like there, there's something, you know, and definitely, yeah, definitely. Well, well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, where, where can people find you? Uh, sure. Um, probably just, uh, just plug my Instagram. Uh, it's uh, Schrader, S C H R A Y D E R. Um, I'm, I'm on there constantly. <laughs> um, I'm always posting to my post. I always post to my story at least. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've been trying to post a little bit more about, uh, my work stuff, stuff from Sony on there a little bit more. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd love to be back. Uh, give me a call anytime. Uh, I'd love to, uh, answer questions. I just slide in my DMS, uh, uh, art questions. I, I, I love, I, I used to be a TA at school. Um, and I definitely still, uh, I miss that, uh, young impressionable students are very easy to impress. Um, and so that, uh, that fills my bucket up pretty good. So, uh, yeah, um, I'll, I'm around. Awesome. So, uh, I mean, we did mention star Wars, but like, maybe just like we're contractually obligated to say star Wars, older public, Darth Revan, Keanu Reeves, and <laughs> like maybe some people will be like, there's too much Spider-Man, not enough Darth Revan. Like there you have your content right there. We can use the hashtags. Yeah. So. And Poe Dameron is in the Spider-Verse. So Oscar Isaac. You yes. Know? So Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Crossover. Like, so excited for that, you know? And I guess, you know, like in Star Wars, they say, may the force be with you. But like maybe what we'll say is, with great power comes great responsibility. That's good. Either that or uh, trust the tingle. Trust the tingle. Maybe trust that's... the tingle. <laughs> yeah, that, that's better. So, anyways, <laughs> may the tingle be with you always. And you can find us on Instagram at Old Republic Podcast. And if you want to connect with me, I can be found on Instagram at Astro underscore Droid underscore. And if you want to connect with us on Twitter, we can be found at Old Republic Pod. On Patreon, the link is in our Instagram bio, or you can find it at www.patreon.com slash Old Republic Podcast. And the Old Republic Podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as everywhere else that Anchor Podcasts are distributed. Subscription, reviews, and shares help us out. Our intro theme was composed by Dennis S. Mowers at DennisMowersMusic.com. Our outro theme was composed by Alistair Sherman at alistairsounds.wixsite.com forward slash alistairsounds. And our transition music was composed by Christian Walker at christianwalkermusic.com. This episode of the Old Republic podcast has been brought to you by Nikki Dog from Patreon. May the force be with you. We will be back soon. Bye for now.